0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, October 4th, 2019, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Make an appointment. He is the best dentist going. You're going to love it there. 317-849-2933. I've been a patient there 25 years. I know from where I speak. All right. It's a Friday. We skipped Harry last week. We're not going to make that mistake again. Let's bring in Harry for five Friday questions.
1: Good to be back with you, Candelra. I waited by the phone last week with bated breath, Dutchie's head in my lap. (laughs) Well, she was taking a nap. Anyway, let's get right to the questions. Number one, can the Colts beat the Chiefs Sunday night?
0: Yeah, I really don't think so. We just heard from Frank Reich that Darius Leonard's going to be out. He didn't get all the way through the protocol. He's not going to be able to make it through the concussion protocol. So he is out. Paris Campbell, he's out with a procedure on his abdomen. He's not going to be able to play. Clayton Gethers, he's out. Tyquan Lewis, he's out. And uh, so what do you got? You got uh, T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack. They have not been ruled out. For the Chiefs, on the other hand, you've got Tyreek Hill who's still out. That's a good thing. Eric Fisher and uh, Doreen O'Daniel also out. I I think that the Colts missing a guy like Darius Leonard, missing Clayton Gethers, uh, missing the guys that they're going to miss. I think that this is a really tough putt going into Arrowhead, even with a full roster and ready to go. That is a tough place to win football games. The Chiefs, I think, are the best team in the NFL right now, expecting to roll into Kansas City and win that game. I, I just don't see it. I would love to see a parallel between this game and like the 1997 game between the Green Bay Packers and the Colts at the RCA Dome, where the Colts were 0-10, Packers 8-2. Everybody thought that the Colts had no chance. Paul Justin was the starting quarterback for the Colts that game. Justin went 24-30 for 30 for a bunch of yards, a touchdown. They wind up winning that game 41 41- 38. I don't see this being anywhere near similar. The Chiefs, too good. Arrowhead Stadium, too inhospitable. I don't think that the Colts get this done. I'd love to stand out on that skinny limb and say, yeah, they're going to win. But I just don't think it's going to come to pass. You have to do too many things well on the defensive side of the ball in order to stop Pat Mahomes and that entire offense. And without guys like Clayton Gathers, without Malik Hooker, obviously, without Darius Leonard. I just don't think you have the horses to compete.
1: Well, that's not good news. We'll hope for the best and fear the worst. Hey, at least Indiana isn't going to lose this week, right? (laughs) (laughs) One of their two bye weeks, of course. Dutchie never takes a weekend off, do you, Dutchie? Another vodka gimlet, if you you please. All right, number two. Does the Pacers win today mean anything in the grand scheme of things?
0: No, it doesn't, but it sure was fun to watch. I mean, they're going to win games in the regular season. They're going to win games in the, the preseason. This is the Sacramento Kings. The Pacers, they're better on paper against him, and they should be better in practice against them. The Pacers looked like they're going to have fun playing together. Uh, T.J. Warren was terrific today. I thought Malcolm Brogdon was really, really good. Domas Sabonis, terrific. Um, I thought Miles Turner was good. You know what? You had a really nice Group of guys playing basketball as a unit for the time that those starters were were out there. I thought they were terrific, and I thought the second half, they were outstanding. Uh, I, you know, I saw uh, rankings on ESPN.com put together by Zach Lowe, and he clumps the Pacers as a team that is borderline playoff worthy, and I think he's out of his mind. I think the Pacers are going to be better this year than they were last year. I think what Kevin Pritchard is doing is really fascinating. I think the experiment with that roster, putting together a bunch of guys who understand how to play basketball the right way, that it's a team sport. It's not about individual glory. It's not about branding. It's about playing the game and the love of the game and the love of your teammates and the respect of your teammates and going out there as a unit and executing on both ends of the floor. This seems to be a team that is pot committed To doing that, and that's why a guy like Malcolm Brogdon wanted to be here because he knew what the Pacers were trying to build, and because of that, he feels really good being a part of it. This is a great place for that experiment to take place. Indiana, we love team first basketball, this is not a star driven area. We don't care about stars. I've told you before, we really like we leave people alone. I saw Peyton Manning at a McAllister's with like Anthony Gonzalez and Blair White and some other guy. And they're sitting around eating lunch. And the only person who walked up to the table and bothered Manning at all was Chris Hagen from Fox 59. This is that kind of place. People don't bother. The athletes here, they don't care about stardom. What they care about is fundamentally sound basketball being played by guys who enjoy playing together. And I think that that's what the Pacers are going to be. And I don't think that you need elite level talent to play elite level basketball if you are committed to team first basketball. And i that obviously is true in high school and college. And I believe it's going to be true in the NBA, too. I think that the Pacers not only go to the playoffs, I think they finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference, and I think they win at least one playoff series in these playoffs coming up in about eight months. So we got that to look forward to, I think.
1: All right, number three. Stay away from the toes. I love the full body massage, but stay away from the toes. Number three, are people being unfair to Ronald Acuna Jr. for not running out the ball? Oh, that guy for the Braves last night didn't run out what he thought was going to be a home run could have been a double wound up being a single and so as a result he didn't score you think people are being unfair kind of yelling at the kid
0: no I don't think they're being unfair I think they're being righteous and I think this is the way that Akuna is going to learn he's going to have to alter his behavior however he grew up playing the game Whether it was for glory, whether you, you know, pimp out home runs, whatever you do, he's going to have to change his approach. Or the people in that locker room are going to kick the living hell out of him. And that's the way baseball works. It's the way it's always worked. It's the way it needs to work. Negative behavior needs to be punished. Now, Acuna came back in the ninth inning and hit a two-run jack. He kind of pimped it out. So, you know, there's that, and I don't think that was just, what, an inning or two, you know, removed from him not running out that fly ball that he thought was gone. You know what, though? I do want to credit Dexter Fowler, because I think that Dexter Fowler kind of baited Acuna into believing that that ball was gone, kind of shrugged and dropped energy. While he was in the spot where that ball was going to come off the wall, I thought he kind of deked Acuna into believing that thing was going to be a dinger. And I think that was one of the reasons that Acuna didn't come out aggressively from the box and and go get that double, which might have it might have resulted in the Braves scoring that run, and in a one-run game like this, wound up being seven to six. One run can mean everything. You have got to play baseball the right way, and there's a reason why people have been playing baseball like this for time immemorial. You've got to run it out. You've got to be fundamentally sound. You have to do what you were supposed to do, not what feels good for you in the moment.
1: Well, speaking of what feels. Good in the moment. Duchy, stop that, for God's sake. Dude, go busy yourself elsewhere. <laughs> Number four, do you like the new NBA rule that allows each coach one challenge outside the last two minutes of each game?
0: As you might guess, Harry, I do not like this rule. I hate this rule. I don't like challenges. I hate replay conceptually because what replay does is it affirms in our minds the uh the the false notion that the results of these games are all important and look i don't want to hear about gambling either because with gambling here's what happens with gambling you got winners and you got losers for every winner there's a loser if you bet you know 50 bucks today on the pacers on the money line against the kings you won everybody who bet on the kings lost you know what? For every winner, you got a loser. And so it's a zero-sum game. And I I just don't like delaying the game unnecessarily and, and conveying to people the preposterous notion that uh calls matter. You know what I mean? That calls matter so much you're willing to delay the contest for two three minutes in order to make sure you get the call right and that's especially true because many times through replay they don't get it right in the end they still get it wrong or they already got it right and we just wasted our damn time watching these guys look at monitors it's ridiculous it's silly replay is everything that's wrong with sports now we are looking for correctitude rather than having fun and enjoying watching the game and that is altogether wrong and and frankly a pox on our society
1: strong words from Gunda, a pox on our society he's gone shakespearean of course there Duchy, recite some shakespeare in my ear Oh, Juliet! Hey, shimmy up my rope. All right. Number five. Is Mark Emmert right that the California law okaying athlete endorsements and licensing likenesses will turn them into employees?
0: I don't know. You know, Mark Emmert's one of the big brains. He's the NCAA president. He's the leader of of kind of the people who run collegiate athletics. He says it's going to turn them into employees. I don't think that it does. I think what it does, it turns them into subcontractors who are also student athletes, just like it does for anybody else going to college who signs an endorsement deal. That's what I think happens. I don't think they necessarily become employees. And if they did become employees, how's that such a rotten thing to begin with? And why would that be a death knell for college athletics? I don't believe it would be. You know what? I worked in the cafeteria at Briscoe Quad at Indiana University, and I was paid for doing it. The university didn't collapse on itself, for God's sake, because Mark Pliny and me and Joe Amicucci and all us guys were working in the cafeteria trying to make a little, a little extra bread. I don't think employees going to college is necessarily an awful thing. Uh, I understand why he doesn't want to do it. I understand why he's against it. He's against it because the other college presidents are against it, and they comprise the membership of the NCAA. Mark Emmer didn't come, on, gonna come out and say I'm for this when university presidents are against it. Why are they against it? Well, one of the reasons might be that this may siphon off uh, a few sponsorship dollars that would otherwise be spent on the university. I mean, if you got a guy like Ken Dunn, the attorney, who spends a lot of money with Indiana University, is he going to want to spend his money having his name and phone number on uh, the the kind of electronic board at Assembly Hall, or is he going to want to have maybe a deal with a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, and and there's Trace pictured with Ken Dunn and Ken gives Trace some money for doing that. You know what I mean? So maybe that's part of the thing. I don't think they want athletes to have power. I don't think they want agents to be around these athletes. This law would allow agents to represent athletes in negotiating deals with companies that might want these athletes to endorse their goods or services. It does get a little bit slippery. It does get a little bit odd. It is uncharted territory. So I get the reluctance from the authoritarian perspective. But these guys, why treat these guys different from literally every other college student on a campus? Why treat them differently than everybody in America other than elected officials and judges who are prohibited from engaging in endorsements and licensing their likeness? Why is this terrible, necessarily, for these guys to get paid for their images? I don't understand it. I've never heard an explanation that made me think that the people doing the explaining were anything but fear-based in their explanation, and that they just don't want these guys, they don't want to open up that door, they don't want the domino effect of all of a sudden these schools are then bidding for recruits rather than just providing a scholarship, which in fact costs the school damn near nothing. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate it. Good for you. Enjoy your weekend. Absolutely beautiful weather. I'm sure it's beautiful up there in Chicago, so enjoy yourself. Hey, let's hear from Frank Reich. Frank Reich only talked for two and a half minutes today. He was clearly distressed about something. I'm not sure whether it's the game on Sunday night, whether it's the injury situation with the Colts, whatever it is. He wasn't happy when he was talking, and you're going to be able to hear it in his voice. Okay, uh, just
2: uh, the injury update. The guys, the following players uh, will will be out of this game, uh, Clayton uh, Gathers, Malik Hooker, Darius Leonard, uh, Tyquan Lewis, and uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, Paris underwent a procedure today on his abdomen, and so he'll uh, he'll be out for this game. Uh, so, so you said is Darius out? That's correct. He, he didn't clear protocol. Okay. He pra- he was limited today in practice, but then clear protocol. Uh, didn't clear protocol. I mean, I don't know how the details you want to give. Is that-
1: with the independent um, exam, or?
2: No, it's just all the steps that oh. you have to take. Just not going to get there in time for the game. And said is said Paris had right? a procedure. Just, is it going to be a well and he's going to be out, or do you know? Um, you know what, we'll, we'll see how everything goes with the procedure and how he responds, and then we'll be able to evaluate at that time. into uh, T.Y. Um, you know, T.Y. made good progress. You know, T.Y. made good progress. What about Brocky Seen? Uh, he's limited yesterday. Yeah, just had a little aggravation. So, didn't practice today. Just aggravated something yesterday. But, um, so, anticipating he'll be fine. Frank,
0: going back to the game last year, you guys, was it, did you like your plan going in? It just didn't execute? Or was it do you have to mix it up in a big way this time i understand there are different players
2: this time. yeah no i think it was a combination of things um you know we went into a tough environment they and we just got off to a really poor start you know and you can sometimes have a feel good about your plan on in all three phases and you just have one or one or two things go against you that's one of the things we talked about as a team this week you know you go into a place like this you got to. It's the proverbial. You got to be ready to weather the storm. There's going to be a storm somewhere. They're a good football team. That's a tough environment. So you got to you got to believe in your plan, have conviction in it, and then make it go.
0: All right, there's Frank Reich. Have a great weekend. Head out to a high school football game tonight, for God's sake, wherever you are. Support these kids. They work really hard to play, and you're going to see that work as they're on the field. The weather is absolutely gorgeous, at least here in central Indiana. So go to a game. Get yourself a pop. Get yourself a water. Do not drink Coca-Cola ever. Worst thing you can possibly put in your body, you'd be better off drinking beer, like I need to tell you that. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday morning with breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 815 on Periscope Live. We'll talk to you then. Join me, brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, 317 849 2933 It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.